0: The year is 1997, and World Championship Wrestling is dominating the Monday Night War. The industry so long synonymous with Vince McMahon's World Wrestling Federation was turned on its head in June of last year, when WCW's weekly cable program Nitro pulled ahead of WWF Monday Night Raw and never looked back. It's been 20 consecutive months since the WWF won a single head-to-head matchup making the Monday Night War feel a little more like the Monday Night Massacre. WCW's success can be attributed to a number of factors. Nitro debuting live on TNT certainly differentiated it from the WWF's pre-recorded shows on USA. And the importance of WCW signing several of the WWF's biggest stars, including NWO founders Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash, cannot be overstated. But beyond the main event picture, a big part of WCW's success has been due to the massive contributions of its smallest competitors. In terms of action per minute, the WCW Cruiserweight division has been head and shoulders above anything the WWF has been able to offer. And no wrestler has epitomized the excellence of these high flyers in WCW more than Rey Mysterio Jr., the nephew of his legendary uncle, the original Mystery King, Ray Jr., has thrilled fans since the moment he stepped in a WCW ring, showcasing unparalleled speed, agility, balance, and audacity on his way to capturing the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. But 1997 has not been kind to the 22-year-old. A left knee injury sustained this summer left Mysterio either hobbled or sidelined for most of July and August. But when Ray finally did return to full-time competition on September 8th, he did so with his focus locked on regaining the cruiserweight title, a title that his friend Eddie Guerrero would challenge for that same week at Fall Brawl. Guerrero, though, was not the same man that Ray called a friend at the start of this year. After tearing his pectoral and losing the United States heavyweight title in March, Guerrero stepped away from the ring for two months. And when he returned, it was with a new attitude. And so, while Ray rehabbed his knee, Eddie spent his summer backstabbing longtime respected rivals and, for some reason, torturing his own nephew on live TV. But the ends seemed to have justified the means, as by September Guerrero was number one contender for Chris Jericho's cruiserweight title. Which is why, when Mysterio scored a shocking pinfall victory over him just a week before fall brawl, Eddie was livid. And so after he defeated Jericho, Eddie made sure that his first order of business was to target Ray even going so far as to don a mask to seek his revenge in disguise, apparently in an attempt to inflict punishment on Mysterio without actually assuming any risk. After all, if Mysterio beat an unknown luchador named El Caliente who looked like he got his gear for eight bucks down at the Goodwill, so what? But Guerrero's scheme backfired as Mysterio not only beat the phony luchador, but suspecting his true identity unmasked him as well revealing Guerrero's deception for all to see embarrassed and furious Guerrero struck back on October 6th returning the favor by rushing down to ringside and ripping off Mysterio's mask just as Rey was about to win his match and while the unmasking of El Caliente was no big deal the unmasking of Mysterio A true luchador who protects his identity at all costs. Very much was. And so, to settle what has now become a bitter and personal feud on October 26th at Halloween Havoc, Mysterio will challenge Guerrero in a match steeped in wrestling tradition. A lucha de apuesta. Or a match with a wager. If Mysterio wins, he gets Guerrero's cruiserweight title. But if Guerrero wins, Mysterio must take off his mask and show his face to the world. The ultimate disgrace for any luchador. It's title versus mask. Either a new champion will be crowned or a young career on a meteoric rise will be plucked from the sky and buried. Today on... Baby baby, baby 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 <laughs> baby yes 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 wow wow like wow like frito-lays wow chips fried and olestra. we are running right through you today my name is mike <laughs> and i am bo and that means you're listening to
1: tommy suicida, suicida!
2: House closet, yeah. Back in the saddle again. Oh, yeah, back in the saddle again.
3: Come on, Woo! wait, that's not a song. It's back not a song. in the saddle again. Wait, not wait, not come on, a... come on. It's oh, not it's not back song. in the it's saddle again. Is that stuck, stuck in the middle with you? Is what you're doing? No, it's back <laughs> in the saddle again. No, back in the saddle again. Because back in the
0: saddle again. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, back in the saddle <laughs> Truman, don't encourage everybody! We're here for the second episode in our series of The Truman Show! With We're my the main Show. man, Truman Caps!
3: One of my oldest and bestest buddies! Truman, you're with us for round two! I, I could not be more excited and in anticipation of watching some sweaty brawny men humbling each other. I have gotten extremely sweaty myself. In, in the extremely, extremely uh, arrakis-like uh, surroundings in which I've chosen to <laughs> record this podcast. Yeah, so if, if, you,
4: if you, with that said, if you hear a hum, a hum on Truman's uh, uh, audio, that's fine because he's down in LA and it's like, it's over 100 degrees there. He's got a fan on, you know, we don't want him to die. I mean, we don't want Tope Suicida to be the podcast our guest dies on.
3: Tope Homicida.
0: Oh shit! That's a different show, though. That's a different show. That's a different (laughs) show. show. It's all all New Jack.
4: It's all New Jack episodes where he dies. (laughs) Wrestling
0: match. Oh god! (laughs) The homicide is real. uh, It's all just about homicide. The wrestler. (laughs) Oh no! Yeah, we should. We'll have to explain New Jack to Truman sometime. New Jack, Truman. So, um, New Jack is. um, a wrestler that just um his wrestling is not really okay. Like he is absolutely insane, um, and not in a, not in a way that is even remotely uh. I don't know how to describe New Jack to you. I don't know how to describe yeah. New Jack to you. Like imagine you, if you've you not were... done a great job. It man, not, it's not, not fun to, to watch. Not to He's criticize. Not... He's not
4: fun to watch. That's the that's how I would. Oh my god. Like ima- But you know, uh, uh, Mike, do you have another point to make on New Jack real Quick, All right? Cuz I I got to ask Truman something.
0: Oh. No, that's okay. New, New Jack is is complex and I'm I'm not going to yeah, be able okay. to Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So He's go, go, ahead. go ahead.
4: You want to if you want to go ahead over to Vice, uh watch his Dark Side of the Ring episode, episode 2 of season 2, I believe. Fuck. Yes. Um, and it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. and hard, challenging watch. Anyway, so Truman, it's been a week since we talked to you. Right? Yes, it has. Uh, it's been, it'll be two weeks since the last podcast with you on it came out. But since it's only been a week since real time talking to you, what I want to know is, uh, where are you at on your wrestling journey? Uh, are you a huge fan? In the weeks time since we talked to you in seven days, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, just go ahead and lay it all out for Mike and I.
3: Uh, so in the week since, I watched the battle between, um, and it would be awesome if I could have, you know, maybe reviewed, uh, from last week, what the names of the two were, Otis and... Yeah, that's good. Now,
0: what's the second name?
3: I want to say, I want to say Bill, but it wasn't Bill. Yeah, Otis and Bill, okay, that's pretty good. Otis and Bill, okay. It's really,
1: it's,
3: uh, it's, it's made me, okay, well, for... In my, in my defense, my brain is, like, an egg slowly uh, poaching within its shell, if that is even possible. But, um, since watching that match, uh, I have done a little research into wrestling history, in fact. I've looked back into the past some, and by, the, and by history, I don't mean, like, the 80s. I mean, like, the 40s and the 50s. Yeah. Uh... But I discovered a new favorite wrestler. In fact, I I kind of anticipated I would be asked that. So, <laughs> have,
1: have I watched
3: oh, any other matches? Uh, no, I have not done that. Have I? Uh, have I plunged into wrestling.fandom.wikipedia.net? Uh, no, I have not done that. But I I have I have looked up some history. Well, who's your favorite wrestler? Yeah, who's your favorite wrestler? Wow. Since you asked, my favorite wrestler is Gorgeous George. Yes. Okay, you guys know. Okay, I figured the guys on the wrestling podcast would know. <laughs> uh, um, but he was a wrestler in the 40s or the 50s who his wife made him like a custom-made bathrobe to wear out like when he was just like when he was kind of a nobody, just like a general wet wrestler. And so he comes out wearing this bathrobe, but because it's so nicely made by his wife and he wants to preserve it because he's a good dude, he very carefully folded it before taking it off before the match and the audience like, really got a kick out of that, or, like, they were really, like, mocking him for caring so much about his robe. And so then he just affected this persona where he would just always come out dressed more and more uh, (laughs) beautifully and and (laughs) gloriously and flamboyantly. And apparently there were some cases where he took longer... It it took him longer to fold his robe and set it aside than it did for him to get pinned and lose the wrestling match. Which that I think... is the
4: kind of wrestling comedy that Mike and I can get behind. Legendary.
3: <laughs> that is my. That is that is very a very me energy. That is the wrestler I would be. I think so. Gorgeous George, ladies and gentlemen, is my that's, favorite wrestler. That's
4: that timing's pretty interesting because. Uh, Mike and I know two people that might be uh, the next the two new Gorgeous Georges, right? Mike, the the two. Oh new yeah, churches? that's
0: right. Yeah, I heard about a new tag team coming up <laughs> called uh, the two new two. Gorgeous Georges. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of had this plan for a while. Did I tell you, So you yeah. know, me and Bo are going to be wrestlers. Yeah, we're. Gonna I, I assumed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. be wrestlers, uh, and we're going to start out, you know, as a tag team. I think um so that we can kind of support each other as we go and um start our tag team our is going to be the two yeah. new yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, that's our, the best the time to start <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah that's why we need yeah because you know it's so five
0: we, yeah we can work half the match I mean, it's a five-year plan <laughs> it's a five-year plan yeah 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 five year yeah, yeah, yeah it's a five-year plan and you know and for the record diamond dallas page Started wrestling at, like, 35, so it's not that crazy. Yeah,
1: always not, a yeah, huge,
4: crazy. B- huge bodyguard and shape guy. Always that, and, though.
1: And,
3: <laughs> and, and Darren Aronofsky made that really cool movie, The Wrestler, about that old wrestler who has a great life and good things happen to him. And I haven't seen it, but I hear it's really just, like, heartwarming and, like, it's awesome being old and wrestling. I think Mike loves that movie. Correct, yeah. It is is the feel-good movie of the year. Um,
0: (laughs) Love, 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 love Mm -hmm. the wrestler. Love the wrestler. Uh, Yeah, so anyway, we're working on this tag team, the two new gorgeous Georges, uh, Nature Boy, Baxter Sycamore, that's going to be Bo, and I'm going to be the Nature Boy, Michael Ah! Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Nature Boy <laughs> Baxter Sycamore, Nature Boy Michael Brad, the two new gorgeous Georges. <laughs> and so amazing. the Nature Boy
4: <laughs> <laughs> is influenced from Gorgeous George and it's also a yeah. flair and it's horribly offensive to call ourselves the Nature Boys. <laughs> but still very funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I find what I find most heartwarming is that you are sharing a nickname that you're not going to, like, say, no, I, if we're part of a duo, we have to be differentiated within it. Yeah. You are one. And I find well, that I mean, that's beautiful. Really.
4: Now, true. And yeah. if we're both together as a unit, the two new gorgeous Georges, of course, we're going to have the same <laughs> nickname as the nature boy because we're both the two new gorgeous georges so it only makes
0: we're sense. different kinds of nature boys though yeah like yeah. we have di- we're gonna have different in-ring styles yeah. Yeah. surely mm, yeah for you sure. know we're gonna because i know a lot of shoot holds um I'm a real shooter and Bo <laughs> <laughs> and Bo is more like um uh, kind of a bobo the clown sort of a deal <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a distraction no, more
3: or less yeah <laughs> I I don't draw a direct line between I'm more of a shooter and he's a Bobo the clown like that. They'll seem like he's,
4: very- uh, as as the Truman shows happen more and more, uh, you'll start to get the lingo. Those two words, you'll know what they mean, but we can't get into those yet. Uh, but Mike, I, <laughs> yeah, Mike, I do have a question for you that I'm gonna actually have you sing to yourself.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I can do that.
1: Now it's time to say who you really like Who do you think is the neatest tights Who would you pay to see pretend to fight Who's your favorite, who's your favorite, who's your favorite wrestler My favorite
0: wrestler this week is not going to be Gorgeous George Because you're right, you already took that one And actually that was going to be mine, but that's fine I'm such an expert, I'm going to pivot and just improvise
4: Podcasting pros
0: Podcasting pros We have
4: improv diplomas too, so
0: Mm -hmm. Um, my favorite wrestler. This week is someone that I might employ. I still have not found. Here's the thing. Doing this series with Truman, I really, I want to show him the different, all the different like styles of wrestling, you know, the the, the different styles. And uh, uh, last week, I feel like we had a real good technical match with a good storyline. And it was it was really like your real classic American pro wrestling, like uh, with, with two guys that could really also uh, wrestle with a great story oh, behind yeah. it. Tonight, it's going to be uh, Lucha Libre, um, which is going to be really fun. Um, and then uh, I also have a um, a really, really violent match that I want to show you. Um, and then I was like, but I have to show you something that is shithouse. Something that is either, maybe both, mm-hmm. shit house or some type of Japanese strong style match. Um... Which is, yeah. which is, like, very intense, very hard-hitting action. Um, and to that end, this, may, this man may be in a match that I show you. I still haven't found one yet. I'm looking Ooh. for those great representations. His name is Shinsuke Nakamura. And I feel like I'm never going to get to talk about Shinsuke um, now. Because he's in WWE, and he's kind of doing the retirement tour thing, and... I don't know what he's doing, but it's not what he's meant to do on this earth. He's doing something silly and not hitting people very hard, and uh, that's fine. But uh, when he wrestled in his native country of Japan, this guy uh, was an absolute buzzsaw. And uh, along with, I would say, Kenta, he was uh, just uh, ferocious, one of the most fun... Hard-hitting, uh, intense, uh, strong style wrestlers. There was, and uh, I watched a match recently with him in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Shinsuke! I remember that guy. <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember
0: that yeah, guy. Yeah, I yeah. remember that guy. I know who he is. It's not who he is now, because he's not allowed to be. And that's fine. And he's. I'm sure he's making lots and lots and lots of money. And good for Shinsuke. Have a good retirement. We enjoy you. We love you." But at, a, at there we can always go back and watch that guy. And that is very fun for me to do that. That's my favorite wrestler. Bo, who's your favorite wrestler?
4: That's exciting. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Both of you had such old wrestlers. Talk about Thunder Rosa, future of wrestling is what I'm talking about. Thunder Rosa is <laughs> <of wrestling, laughs> my favorite wrestler because she uh, had a barn burner of a match with Sheeta at All Out. Thought it might be the match of the night. Maybe. Uh, that You're is. wrong. Jericho, Orange Cassie. Was really so I
0: don't good. mean to be negative. I don't mean to be <laughs> negative. I don't mean to be negative. <laughs> I don't mean to be negative. <laughs> but it wasn't.
4: No, it's Thunderosa, Rosa. But I thought her match with Sheeta was, was spectacular. Her match on Dynamite leading up with, uh, what was her name? Shoot. Shibo was her last name? Shido? Shimo? Sh- she, she, Sh- Serena? Serena Goob? Serena Goob. Uh,
0: Serena then, Deeb. Deeb. I, damn, Serena I was so Deeb. close.
4: It's but me, that indeed. match was really, yeah. really great. Um, uh, you know, I love Thunder Rosa. She's been my favorite wrestler before. I, I, yeah, um, I, I love it. you saw the match. You thought it was really good as well.
3: Uh, <laughs> mm. You, showed, you showed We, we a showed a picture him of Thunder her, Rosa yeah. last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, looked, we did did yeah, we show you a picture of Thunder like Rosa? Xeno for your princess. Yeah. Compare her to a very relevant reference indeed. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, and I, I just, I just love her. She was our wow. first Instagram follow we ever had as the, as the podcast. She's, she's great. She's talented. Hey, wait. Do you hear that,
3: Mike? No, Jeremy, I don't Mike, hear any. Y'all hear? Oh wait. It's not my gum, is it? Y'all hear that? Oh,
0: now I hear something. What is that? What is that? Oh. What? What is that? Oh, okay. Wait. Oh. It's Oh, wait oh, oh. News.
1: Right
0: on your.
2: Sad.
4: some huge news today
2: 10 gallon hat with your huge news fill your 10 gallon hat
4: with your huge news
2: today
0: Oh, okay. That's what it was. This is where Bo... Oh, yeah. hi, Bo. What's up? He runs away and screams huge news. It
4: oh, hey, you're so back. getting sweaty every time. Oh, hey, we got some huge news.
3: All Out Edition.
4: Mike, did you watch All Out? Yeah, I watched All
3: Out. I Truman, did. Truman, did you watch it's... All Out? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was right there.
4: All right, here's the notes. Bree versus Swole, quote, You're in my house. This is my world. I'm a dentist. Unquote. Very silly, very silly match. Mike, do you have a comment on it? Ingrid does. You can hear her in the background. Yeah,
0: Ingrid loved the match. You know, she honestly, did. I really liked it. I thought it was really funny and silly. Uh, Truman, this was a uh, what was called a tooth and nail match in which uh, Big Swole what? wrestled Dr. Britt Baker, who's a dentist in real life. She practices what? dentistry Ow. and yeah. is also... A pro wrestling star. Oh, they had a shit. match at her dentist's office, where they used dentistry
3: equipment to try and hurt each other. How 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 meaty though are are this guy's hands to be like in your mouth filling a crown? Like I can't even imagine. Women, two women, two women. Oh shit, even worse. Well then, then a pox on me for massage- some- And I I would
0: assume that Brubaker has very nice hands. I don't know. I don't know so. I, I, haven't, mean, her, I, I don't her, know. I'll, her submission
4: is like a mandible claw submission, so she's going right in there with her hands. I'm looking, yeah. I'm anyway, at her bo, right
0: bo, bo. Bo, 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 um, What? What do you have to say about this match? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Um, what?
4: I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought it was smart to start the show with it because it was goofy and out of place. And also with the audience there this time, having to watch it first and then the rest of the show, that's good pacing for the audience,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, mm-hmm. but I thought it was smart because what it did, I realized as I was laying in bed, thinking about it, <laughs> I was really high <laughs> after the pay-per-view and I got in bed. I just thought about wrestling and I was like, why did they have that silly match? They've been feuding forever and that's the match they're going to have. And then I realized Truman, you know, you'll, you'll know this. Cause you're a huge Brie fan. Yeah. She has had a leg injury and this was her first match back from leg injury. And I'm pretty sure they did it this way to protect her so they could film spots and not injure her again in the ring. So give her more time to heal, but also still have a match. What do you think, Mike? Do you think that's accurate?
0: You might be fucking right about that, mm-hmm. Bo. Jesus Christ. Every once the, the blind squirrel finds a nut every yeah, once he in does. a while.
4: Jurassic Express's intro pyro rules. It's so bright. Watch it. Did you watch it, Mike? Did you see it?
0: I a did. Also, I want to I want to make note of what Truman put in the chat here. It's just a picture <laughs> of Britt Baker, and his his uh, opinion is quote, Why do I "pretty keep nice." Brie? I said Britt, Britt Baker. I keep calling her Bree. I even oh, wrote it down. Oh, well, as because Brie. you don't you don't know the you're high all the time, and you don't know the names of wrestlers. I knew or... when
4: I wrote Bree versus Swole, I was like, "That's not right," <laughs>
0: but I kept no. It. <laughs> no, that's definitely not right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Truman says pretty nice hands, and I have to agree. I have to agree. If I was in the dentist chair and somebody came at me with those hands, I'd feel pretty assured. Although, after seeing the uh, tooth and nail match, I got to say, I'm I'm not sure I'm going to patronize her clinic. Uh, Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks is what you asked me about? No, I said their pyro,
4: Jurassic Express's pyro rules. It's it's so bright. Watch it. And then I asked you, did you watch it?
0: Yeah, I watched. Yeah, of course I watched it. Of course I watched it.
4: I like that the AEW commentator's booth is way off in the distance and not lit. Because it, uh, it, I feel like it makes the wrestlers always the focus of the show. Instead of having the booth right outside or up where lights are shining on it. Like WWE yeah. is what I'm saying. Right. I just think it's really cool. I don't know.
2: Okay. Cool.
0: Cool.
4: Uh, I, I fucking, uh, Mike, uh, I fucking love a Battle royal.
0: Darby. Okay. Wow. That was really. You really glossed over the match of the night. Darby is fucking <laughs> over. Because when he came oh, yeah. out of the
4: Battle Royale, the pop that he oh, got. Oh, yeah
0: woo yeah oh man there were like 25 people in that (laughs) place and they all like destroyed their throats when darby's music hit
4: this is more about battle royale now so i love that all the refs during a battle royale are outside the ring with sean spears when he came and they're just yelling at him to get in the ring because see truman he never (laughs) got in the ring so if you if you don't get in the ring you can't be tossed out of the ring to lose Because in That's, a battle royal, you're tossed over the ropes and your two feet have to touch the floor. Yeah. But if you But Truman, if yeah. you never go in the ring, there's no physical way you can be tossed out of the ring. And the refs, they don't like that. They want you in
0: the <laughs> ring. Well, they don't they don't like it. They don't dislike it enough, is what I would say. Because this strategy <laughs> has been employed for 40 years and and it's still being employed. Like, there's yeah. no, no one thought to make a battle royal where you, 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 when you get, you have to go into the ring, it's, um, you have to get into the ring before the next guy comes out because otherwise you'll be disqualified and you're automatically, like, like, obviously you would make that rule. The, the loophole has been
3: there for years.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like U.S. tax code. Like, come on, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Come on. Anyway, Sean right, Spears, battle royal. uh, great job okay still on the battle rail yeah
4: we're still here and this note is a twofold note because I, I have the words and there's an x2 next to it it's a times two mike it's mm. holy shit and that holy shit is one the first one is for uh, uh matt Sydal, evan Bourne himself coming to the ring and then the oh shit second one is for his uh his memorable debut with the biggest botch he's ever had in his entire career slipping on the top turnbuckle and almost dying (laughs) immediately i'm so
0: glad he didn't
4: die it was so bad it was so scary dude it's gnarly so that's my holy shit times two and then the next one i don't know what he did but i'm pretty sure he did something but it's no comma darby comma no exclamation point so darby did something so I wrote these notes, Mike, when I didn't oh, know it. Oh, to watch it was it. because
0: they put Darby in the body bag with the thumbtacks, and then right, uh, uh, yeah,
4: Brian Cage power
1: bombed him out onto yeah. his head
4: <laughs> in a body bag. In a body with bag thumb filled thumb tacks. with thumbtacks, yeah. And then there's thumbtacks in the battle royale for the rest of the match, where there's still seven people. <laughs> for another another 15 minutes, there's people getting thumbtacks in their hands. Ah, oh. bad. Pay- <laughs> um, <laughs> I- <laughs> This is just a general note. (laughs) I like when the refs are all just like, hey, knock it off. (laughs)
2: Like when
4: they're on the, when they're punching in the (laughs) corner, it's like, hey, quit it. Knock that off. (laughs) Or when they're taunting, knock that off. Every time they're doing whenever (laughs) Here's the ref's job. When a wrestler does anything (laughs) against the rules.
3: Following the rules, (laughs) they're yelled at to knock it off by the ref. It it always seems to me when I watch wrestling, the refs always seem kind of like, I don't know, like the principal at the high school in Back to the Future or something, the one who's always just there to say, hey, you two doing something cool, don't you dare. It's it's like, why hire these people? Kids
4: running around everywhere.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the wrestlers are throwing paper airplanes at them or something. They they should be wearing like little bow ties and like tweed suits. (laughs) Is the principle in Back to the Future the same Strickland. principle
0: as the principle in Teen Wolf? Is that the same principle? That just it, occurred to me. Oh my God!
3: Yes, yeah, just that
0: can't. I mean, while do,
4: Truman researches it for brilliant us, brilliant character keep,
0: actor, this guy. Yeah,
4: we're gonna keep the notes going. And here it is. Is Sheeta got a gnarly bruise on her inner right thigh? I don't know if you saw that. Didn't when see her it. and Thunder Rosa flipped outside onto the ramp, yeah, uh, there was a, a shot of, of her inner right thigh just gnarly bruise. It okay, it was pretty cool looking. Uh.
0: Matt Cardona's tights were looking sweet. What about that robe? What about that ridiculous robe? Sarah oh, said that reminded robe. her that reminded her of Halloween decoration.
4: When when he came out in that robe, I thought, oh, Mike's gonna love that robe. <laughs> he looked like uh, he looked like Master Shredder. <laughs> He's gonna get those turtles. Uh, Matt Cardona's tights were looking sweet. Uh, Colt Cabana's Dark Order tights were looking sweet. Dustin Rhodes' promo after the match was excellent.
0: I agree with you there. That was fucking awesome. Great promo. Uh,
4: F. FTR's tights were looking sweet. Congratulations, FTR! On Congratulations. The belts. Totally
0: wearing ostrich shoes. Apparently, apparently yeah. you can make shoes out of ostrich. Did
3: you know yeah, that, you Truman? I've, I've heard, heard of it. I've heard feet. it. It seems like it, it. I cannot imagine why anyone would want to wear an ostrich. So I think it's done out of spite for ostriches. <laughs> So, Fuck these birds! Like, you know what?
1: Geez. Fuck these birds!
3: G- Giorgio Armani got, like, pecked in the dick by an ostrich at an early age. And was like, I'm going to, to dedicate my
1: life to kidding, these birds, these fucking birds. Fuck these birds! Fuck them! I will make shoes of them!
4: <laughs> so FTR's tights were looking sweet. Yeah, they were. But I will say, uh, if they're going to do a... 35, 45-minute match, they should not wear white tights going in. (laughs) Because, boy, were they sweaty and very loose and see-through by the end. Real sweaty. I mean, if you're going to go and have a tag match, maybe a 15-minute white trunks. If you're going to go the 45 to a Broadway, maybe... A sixty-minute Broadway, maybe wear black. To try-
0: <laughs> yeah, to sweat. yeah. I mean, everybody was very sweaty in that <laughs> yeah, match. They got very, match. very sweaty.
4: Uh the inverted figure four, I can get behind. I can't get behind the figure four, but the inverted figure four they did in that match was cool.
0: Well, the inverted figure four is essentially a, a just a knee bar, which which is a, a shoot hold. Uh, you don't normally trap the other leg like that, but I suppose you could. But basically, mm-hmm. you're hyperextending the knee. Um, and you're you're using the other, uh, the other leg as the fulcrum, I guess.
4: So so Truman, I don't know if you know this about Mike, but he's a shooter.
3: So he knows <laughs> he knows the shoot moves. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, because and th- that makes you more of a. I want to know what you, as a bozo the clown, I want to understand what what kind of move that makes you go for.
0: Well, like Bo would Bo would pretend that he had something that he got poked in the eye accidentally yeah. like Actually, it was just like, like a clash of heads and he's like oh my god let me describe
4: eye. what I think will happen with old Baxter <laughs>
0: okay alright tell me
4: if 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 Mike here Michael Brad is more of a shooter yeah and more of a distraction I can see I was thinking about this while I was watching the FTR match and thought this would be a fun I don't know if any tag team has done this before but you have a foreign object and you argue with the ref at the beginning of the match and slip it into the ref's pocket <laughs> And then they have like a thing of nickels or whatever in their pocket, the whole match. And then sometime during the match, you distract the ref or whatever. And then the other team member, uh, or no, the other team member argues with the ref, but then sneaks the quarters or whatever out of the ref's <laughs>
2: pocket.
4: So the ref's been holding the foreign object the whole time. Wow.
0: And they use it
4: to hit the person, then somehow get it back into the ref's pocket <laughs> after they use it. Very funny. It- anyway, that would sum up Uh, A distraction
3: would be a shooter, and a distraction would be the two. And I'm going to say, though, that's that's less Bozo the Clown and more David Blaine Street Magician. So I (laughs) I think you can't call yourself a Bozo if you're going to be doing close-up sleight of hand. I didn't call myself that. Mike did. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Anyway, okay.
4: Hangman. Yeah. Quote-unquote, checking on Omega, and then leading him over to FTR's corner, and then he leaves... Very interesting, because that left FDR able to beat up Omega on the outside without Paige over there to help him. But he leaded them over there.
2: He led
1: him. <laughs> he like. leaded him. He leaded them.
4: Scary, uh, but also cool to have an audience back. Um oh, yeah. They were 15% capacity, which is 700 people, I think, spread out all along the top, mm-hmm. middle, not the lower decks, all along the back decks, so they're very far away from the wrestlers. Yeah, cool to have that audience back, that noise, and listening to Tony Khan talk on the AEW podcast. It seems like they're still doing it the right way to make sure people are not sick. <laughs> so that's we'll good. Yeah.
0: That's good. Although somebody got a little uh, a little too zealous as the night wore on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That
4: guy got murdered.
3: Yeah, good, good. So, so okay. To 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 address, if I made to just come in, just completely, just jack your momentum, and just. Dis- the yep. carefully cultivated uh professional yeah. vibe that you have. I have bullet points and everything on my list. And I'm I'm just and I'm just gonna <laughs> catch that bullet in my teeth. Uh so that's, yeah that's okay. It's just not it's just
0: it's just nonsense stream of consciousness bullshit that he repeats on
3: on air. It's fine. Go ahead. I, 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 if then if I may I'll begin pissing into this ocean of piss. Uh so I've okay. seen uh I've <laughs> seen clips of wrestling where there were uh where they've got no crowds whatsoever and where it's just clips of two wrestlers trash talking each other in the center of the ring with just dead silence behind them like a Eugene O'Neill play and right i think that that's awesome i really i mean i'm not saying that it's i'm not saying it's better than there being a screaming audience that is by far preferable but well like what i'm thinking is like is is 700 people in spread all out over a massive arena isn't that almost kind of worse cuz then you're splitting the difference between total silence it's almost like a goof and a screaming crowd. Instead, it's kind of like, yeah.
4: Nah, because they're mic'd up. (laughs) No,
3: here's... Yeah, no, Bo's stupid. Here's why. Bo's wrong.
0: (laughs) Bo's wrong. He's stupid. He's wrong. I'm breaking you guys up. Listen, no, listen. What you're talking about, Truman, like when uh, John Cena and Bray Wyatt had their, like, face-to-face in the ring before WrestleMania, and they had a really long like, dialogue between them in dead silence. It was, like, creepy as fuck. Yeah. And I thought it was really great. I mean, okay, puppets appearing outside, like, behind the guardrail and stuff. No, that's great, too. That was, yeah, it was a little much. It was a little much. No, it was perfect. (laughs) When when we're at a, uh, when you're doing a pay-per-view, Truman, uh, Mm. it's mostly just all wrestling. Like, there's not very much talking at all. It's, like, uh, everything is... Pretty much physical, you know? I think
4: what Truman was uh, referring uh, to was uh, the very first part of quarantine in March, WWE, where they had no crowd, no nothing for like Raw. And they were literally at the performance center just talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Because, no, I am a huge that's fan That's exactly
0: of the cin- what I just said. Cena C- C- and, and Bray no, Wyatt. Th- no,
4: that's different. That's
0: a cinematic match. No, 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 no. I wasn't it. talking about the nightmare it, on yeah, Elm it's Street. a cinematic but- match. No, and uh, that's what I was talking about. So- I was talking about them on SmackDown in an empty arena. <laughs> oh, my God. I killed <laughs> him. You yell at both of I was just
4: ignoring <laughs> you. With me. My video you were like, no, I off you turned
1: off your video feed that didn't talk. It muted me. I'm still on mic. I won't
4: here we go. Oh man, I like that Mimosa Mayhem match. You know? I still like that there's pin and tap out rules, which gave it a certain legitimacy for the silly concept. Yeah. But the concept is Truman. Yes. Uh Jericho and Orange Cassidy wrestled each other for a rubber match, which means the third match of a th- three brawl, each of have won one. The goal is to pin or submit your opponent or toss them into eight gallons. No, bigger than that. Bigger like Way bigger. gallons. 80 gallon. That tubs of, of of mimosa. What? Uh, yeah, because orange, Cassie's orange juice, and then Jericho has a little bit of the bubbly drink. And so it's, they make mimosas together. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and it was a silly match, but because the pin and tap out stuff, you could win that way as well. I felt like it makes it more legitimate.
0: Yeah, it was super legitimate. It was a real shooters shooters paradise. Real. I love that
4: match. Me too. Match I thought of the it was. You know, match of the
0: night. I thought it was. Bl- I thought it was a blast. Um, it was up there. I don't know if it was match of the night. Um, but yeah, this was the. This is the uh, really. Uh, I, I guess the the uh, the synthesis of what's fun about wrestling because you have Jericho, Chris Jericho, who is um, one of the most uh, lovable and hateable simultaneously. He's very much like Hot Rod in that way. Very much like Roddy Piper, uh, okay. where he's.
1: He's just,
0: you just want to see him get his ass kicked, but he's so much fun to watch, and he t- and he talks so much shit, uh, and he's so absurd. Like, uh, yeah, he has this... Uh, uh, when he was champion, he would always celebrate with what he would call the, a little bit of the bubbly, which was just champagne. And then late, a couple weeks later on Dynamite, they came out with an actual brand of champagne called a little bit of the bubbly that you can buy on their fucking like fan store you can buy champagne um and then orange cassidy his first name is orange uh and he covered uh, jericho in orange juice one week and then the next week they they uh they jumped uh, jericho and his goons they jumped orange and uh poured uh, champagne all over him which they called a bubbly boarding uh like water like waterboarding it but did
3: not bubbly. look
4: like orange cassie was enjoying that bit. no
3: that looked horrible no As that you was ever...
4: not a good time for him
3: waterboarding whether it's bubbly or water if you're being boarded by anything you're probably not enjoying it i just can't imagine
4: champagne in the nose because he was he was hanging kind of upside down right yeah so he was kidding his chin and running down his face and it's like it could get in his nose like oh a nightmare but what i want to really say mike next is uh this quote from jr uh, he was not
1: submerged,"
4: <laughs> JR <laughs> said sarcastically and very proud of himself. So to win the match, pin or submission, but you actually you have to fall all the way into the mimosa. Yeah. You can't be, you can't have your toe into it. So because he wasn't submerged, you know, you didn't lose. Yeah, you got to be submerged. Uh, the, uh, the running PK, how they they all yes and each other. I like that the commentary uh, do yes and each other a Ooh. lot. Like yeah. one guy will shout the running PK for a move, and then. Tony will mimic it, and then Jr. mimics it, and it's just a really fun time on commentary.
0: Also, that uh, P- Mike- also that fucking penalty kick looked fucking gnarly. It looked yeah, like he kicked yeah. Jericho's head off his fucking shoulders, is what it looked so, uh, like.
4: So a PK is just you run like you're kicking a football, but it's their head, uh, not a football. Oh god,
0: or a soccer or a soccer ball. That's one yeah. well,
4: from Europe. So, <laughs> uh, MGF's tights were looking sweet. You get it. Yep. One hundred percent. Mox with the sick fuck move of the night, which I forgot what that was, but I remembered it just now. Uh, it was the biting wound when he bites MJF's wound in his head.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. MJF is bleeding profusely from the forehead, and then Moxley <laughs> bites him to yeah, make it yeah. worse.
4: And then they cut to his face just on a hard cam, and he's just got blood all over his mouth. It's really it's good stuff. Uh, pandemic. We're in... Uh, but after that match, uh, my last note here is uh, MJF is a fucking star. Yep. He, did, he looked great. Uh, actually, I have one more note, mm-hmm. uh, and it was with when MJF was on top of Mox in a submission, and MJF was biting Moxley's fingers during the submission. Yes. And the ref couldn't see it, and if I was Mox, just tell the ref he's biting you.
0: Yeah, hey, he's, he's biting
3: right my he's yeah. biting my fucking fingers. Then, yeah, he's biting my it. fingers <laughs> in the war armbar. But yeah. the ref ref's just gonna tell him to cut it out, it's not gonna be super effective. Well,
4: but then the ref can make him stop, because it is an illegal move, technically. It, so he's gonna make him stop by telling him to cut it out though.
0: Yeah, you yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like, and cut exactly. it out, oh. cut it out, cut it out, and then for some reason sometimes people listen.
4: Uh Mike, that's um That's it.
0: That's it? That's all. You yeah. don't have a single you amateur fuck. You don't have a single note. You don't have a single note in your huge news segment about Matt Hardy's head bouncing off the concrete like a jack-o'-lantern on October 31st. You don't, don't have anything uh, about Matt Hardy why, getting
1: concussed here, like a motherfucker.
4: Yeah, Matt almost died. Here's here's why I don't have that note. I was outside with Ingrid. <laughs> oh, you missed it? I missed it, um, but I saw it on YouTube, and I saw it in some of the replays. Um, and what I've learned from that is that Sammy and Matt need to not feud anymore because they're going to kill each other. <laughs> uh, I hate saying this because I'm not a wrestler yet, but Sammy needs to slow the fuck down and pay attention to what he's doing with Matt because he's hurt. He's almost killed him twice mm. now. Because uh, yeah, the, the previously he
0: that, had thrown a chair into Matt's wrong face
4: and. <laughs> It was not the gimmicked chair. It was the real chair. <laughs> and he got 18 stitches right here. Yeah. And also, Matt Hardy is uh, in his 50s, late 40s.
0: Yeah, he's probably almost 50.
4: Yeah. He's been wrestling for like 30 years,
3: 35 years, something like that. Long time. Yeah. Can, 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 and then this one. I, I mean, I just want to get, when you get a second, what's the gimmick chair, though? I just need to know what the gimmick chair is that's going to make it not hurt you to get hit in the head with it. <laughs> It's much lighter. It's
4: not a full heavy chair. It's hollowed out. It's not, it's different metal. It's, yeah, it's like, a, it's not, this is one of those like ballroom chairs with like the thick steel that wraps oh, yeah. the, loops over like a cushion. Oh, and he shit. got hit in the forehead with the top of the chair. Oh. Because he just, Sammy just launches that on like a torpedo. Um. And then this one, from what I saw, it looks like Sammy, they did the suplex and Sammy, like, they overcalculated, went too far out,
0: which I would say that's Sammy's fault as well. No, it was like a tackle. It was like was a, it a spear. Tackle? Yeah, because otherwise, if it would have been a suplex, Matt's feet would have gone farther, you know, over over Sammy's head. But no, Sammy tackled him, and they both fell back, and they went too far. And so their backs and butts yeah. went through the, the tables that were set up, but um, Matt's t- uh, neck and head missed yeah. totally and bounced off the concrete. Yeah, from like it. It was like it was like a twelve foot
4: fall. And who knows? I still feel like it's Sam, it would be Sammy's thing because like I feel like Matt's such a pro; he knows just to fall back, whereas not to jump back with the spear. You know, so that just tells me if he just knows to fall back, that means that Sammy just put all of his might and force <laughs> into the move. I don't know. Which I don't know it made it look it good, but. Yeah. But oh no, my god, it
0: killed him. Yeah, I mean also maybe it was the the fault of whoever set up the table and they set it up too close, True. you know? True. It should happen. But Anyway,
4: he's fine. Everyone's fine. He actually got cleared by the by the uh the 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 ref and they came back and actually finished the match and he about killed Sammy too. So um Man. Yeah, those are all my notes. I didn't have any notes on Cheetah or Thunder Rosa either. And I, you know why? Because I was very invested in that match, just staring at it. I made no notes because they're great. Um, yeah, it's huge news. Huge news, Truman, if if you follow the show, huge news always starts really good, right? Really, yeah. really strong, really powerful segment that yeah. everyone loves. And by the end, the train uh, can barely get back. It's like it's a roller coaster at Six Flags. You do all the loops, it's fun, but when it's coming back into the station or ro- rotate out the the riders, it just creeps into a slow, chunky, rusty crawl. And here we are.
3: Yeah, it's like it's like ordering pancakes for breakfast. You're excited at the beginning, but by the end, it is the baton death march. You know, you've got to. I feel get... like
4: it's more like it's more like ordering Panda Express for breakfast, but. <laughs>
3: You walk on the side <laughs> For
4: breakfast? Yeah Any kind of spicy food for breakfast Sounds like a nightmare uh, What I want to talk about, uh, Mike uh, Before we get on to this match that we're going to watch with Truman uh, There's yeah. un- one more thing that I really want to know Yes, sir! So this is shit house, is?
1: In oh wait, this honor. is just
0: a hey, this is just a picture of Britt Baker's hand. This oh wait, that's from name. before. I think that's houses. from that's from before. I, pretty I, ha- pretty nice hands. Okay, that's, yeah, That's yeah.
4: when Truman was fetishing out on hands.
3: Yeah, you okay, know, you hand know. Hand there's so many people with yeah, foot was, fetishes. We ignored it
4: because he was having a hand fetish. We ignored it because he was having it, a hand fetish for a moment.
3: are dozens of us. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So don't click it yet. Uh, so, t- September 4th is my birthday, which was two days ago. Yeah. I am 37 now, ripe, um, a late 30s age person, but on September 4th, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remakes, were also released, and they're apparently really good. And in honor of uh, that great series, Tony Hawk 1 and 2, I have a skateboard-themed Is It Shithouse? Click on it and tell me if this is Shithouse.
0: You don't say! Oh,
1: Whoa.
3: Shit! oh that's it that's it that's amazing my man my man (laughs) how even i feel like does he turn into like a cgi character at the end
4: i mean i don't know it looks fake but uh, it's not and it's
3: awesome
0: no it's perfect it's beautiful uh i know i i know that i think it's out, for sure
3: yeah. I. The only reason I'd say that it might not be shit house is that, to my understanding, shit house is more about, you know, brutality and brashness and being right up in their face. And this is like grace and balletic, like, um, flippy floppies, for lack of a better word. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, I, I, I can hear that, but again, you've only been on the show twice and, like,
3: uh... I, I like,
4: counting tonight, so... Not, I can see. I can my see your vote point. is
3: worth three fifths of yours.
4: I get it. I, I can see your. It's a. It's a valid point. Really, it's. It's. It's that point sway, Mike. I think Mike is the deciding vote because I think it's purely shit house uh, for the uh, the uh, muscle capacity and dexterity uh, and bone structure to even do that. Um, it's pretty cool. And Truman. No. Here's, really why, it it's oh, here's
0: shit. why it's shithouse. Here's why it's shit house. Okay. Oh dear. Okay it's not because it's not because of anything to do with his like physical, uh, uh, abilities. Uh, and I agree with you, Truman. It is, it's really, it is, it is like a beautiful thing and a beautiful, like a recovery that is aesthetically pleasing, uh, and impressive, but that's not why it's shithouse. Why it's shithouse is because I want you to keep watching it. I want you to look at his, look at his, uh, face, his
3: demeanor, through this entire thing. Does he look like he's worried about a goddamn thing? No, he does not. And he doesn't even seem surprised that he did it. The moment that he starts to fall, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, no worries, I got
0: this. And then he's like, oh, cause I'm gonna do some ninja shit. And then after he does it, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. When he pops up, he's like, yeah, well, just another day at the office. That's why it's shithouse. It's an attitude. It's, it's a shit house. Is a feeling. Yeah, it's an attitude. It's like a, it's like
4: a way of life, almost. And yeah,
0: yeah. Because so, and also the very next thing that he did was grab his board and go back and try that shit again.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no fear, like the clothing line.
3: <laughs> exactly like the clothing line. No fate in what we make, just like Sarah Connor said. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Uh, uh, go home. Uh, run Home Jack um, That was from Hook Mike, do you Swing away Mike,
3: do you have any Signs
4: <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, the trees wow. The trees are killing us can't <laughs> Walter, man, That was the happening <laughs> That movie
0: It's a happening. really, really there's a really good looking pharmacist I'm talking about a totally superfluous bottle of cough syrup Yeah <laughs> Also the, happen- also, the Happening. Um, okay, well, so... Um, I didn't see The Happening, so I don't know. Okay. If you want to well, sync up. We're, uh, we're talking about The Happening here on the Tope Suicida podcast. Um, I think that's great. And Tope Suicida
4: podcast. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's the subtitle now. It's all about The Happening. M. Night Shyamalan's masterpiece, The Happening.
0: The movie that almost put him off out of Hollywood. <laughs> Wow. Well, I guess we can go ahead and get... Oh, you know what? Actually, though, hang on. I've remembered something. It's yeah. been a few weeks, so, I mean, it's, it, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to say, but uh, I haven't... My Is It Shithouse this week is the one that it's been for the last, like, four <laughs> consecutive weeks, yeah which, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, which is the movie The Piano, starring Holly Hunter and Sam Neill and Harvey great Keitel. Movie. Academy Award-winning film, beautiful, great film, critics darling... Bo, I know you watched it this week. Is it shithouse?
4: It's a fabulous movie. Mike, <laughs> to really understand the piano, you know, the movie, that I, I watched it again, okay? I had a second viewing of it because I really want to dig into the characters. I really want to see the characters and be like, this is these characters represent me. I, I connect with those characters. So I really want to focus on the Reverend. Now, the Reverend was a, a pivotal character in this movie because the Reverend, like, uh, played by Ian Mune great character actor we mentioned character actors earlier and Ian Mune's really great and the way he 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 guides uh, Holly Hunter's character through her situation with her daughter Anna Paquin, Flora McGrath, and Ana McGrath.
0: Okay, alright. So I is no, just no, no, looking no, no. at the I Wikipedia really want, page really again. At- He's just looking at the Wikipedia page. No, That's No, no. I yeah. want to
4: focus on Ian Hume's catalog of movies, right? His, like, history of movies. Like, did you know he was in Lord of the Rings?
0: Now you're stalling. That's fine. He was in Lord of the
4: Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. He played a guy named Bounder.
0: It's okay. You didn't you watch know? it. I get it. It's okay. It's fine. We, we'll, we'll try next week. Maybe yeah, Bo will have watched the piano next week.
4: He's in this series right now on the BBC. I don't know okay. if you know this one. It's called The Letter of the King. I watched oh. all of it in preparation <sighs> of this episode because I knew you'd ask me about the piano and I wanted to have this Ian Mune. Okay, we're uh,
3: talking about Ian Mune. Wow. This is really taking us so, off. T- was Ian Mune in the happening? Because that's really, I thought, what well, we were here to to crack open.
4: Well, I mean, I, I just w- Mike needs to know that I've watched the piano now four times. Uh, Didn't
0: watch the piano. I haven't watched it once haven't watched it once. Have not watched it one time.
3: I don't I don't want to I don't and again I do not want to trash any of the momentum, but I did have something I saw that I was wondering if it was Shit House. So at some point I can toss that oh. and I mean I just don't want this train to leave the station before I get a chance to Yeah it's fine just because no, I gave please, my shithouse, please. Ha- yeah, no,
4: shit no, please offer and then Mike Mike gave yeah. his shit Shithouse and I talked about piano again. So yeah, yeah, it's your your turn.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well and and it's and it's I think still kind of a filmic thing. I'm putting into the chat right now this is a list that I saw somebody make on Twitter of their favorite James Bond films. And I didn't know if this list, if the order in which this person has ranked the James Bond movies is shithouse. Because it's, um, it's befuddling some of the choices okay. that they've made. And I'm right. just making the assumption that you're as big a James Bond fan as you are a The Piano fan.
0: So here's the thing. Um, Beau's never Bo's never seen a James Bond movie. Um, which is okay. That's fine. Um...
4: I can tell you the plots to every one of these movies.
0: I'm looking. No, let's not, please. All tell right. Him, um, say a okay. title. I'll tell you the plot. I'll tell you the No, line.
3: I don't want to hear no, it. Say a title. Just okay. one title. Okay. So, so I mean, if for the benefit of the listeners at home, should I, as you guys digest, should I explain the the, the order of these? Yeah, please, please do. And I'm not going to read the whole list, but the number one spot, the best James Bond movie, "License to Kill." Yep, in this movie, in this movie, James
4: Bond gets a license to take out the enemy at the end of the movie. Well, it's actually spot on. That does happen. Uh, so, uh, yep. Next Wait,
0: one. he gets a license to what?
4: He gets license to finish the the, the the to finish the enemy at the end of the movie.
0: No, the movie's about James Bond getting his license to kill revoked and not yeah, giving. He... A...
4: Right at the end of the movie, he's like, villain, bop, bop, I can do that because I'm Bond, shaken, not
3: stirred. Well, he gets his license to kill back at the end, so Bo is- At the very end. Right. It's the arc of the film. The next one, The Living Daylights. The the, the only- (laughs) All, All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, one- License to Kill 2, Living Daylights 3, Casino Royale, the 2006 one. Not only is this a bad list, though, but I think they have highlighted the most pro-wrestling of the James Bond movies, which is the ones that they were making in the late 80s. And now I am not really an expert on wrestling, but I would say based on you guys and your description of They Live as one of the most wrestling movies ever, License to Kill and Living Daylights are the two most, like... Smackdown drag out of the of the films and I think it's odd and perhaps shithouse that this person ranked them that way Mike I I
0: I don't know I tossed to you is this shithouse okay, I'm gonna go ahead and just run down a few where was
3: this okay? Where was this where was this posted? Do you know this is posted on Twitter? This is a guy who does election analysis and then he got to talking about his favorite James Bond movies and posted this insane list
0: Okay, posted this on Twitter. He does election analysis Mm -hmm. for like a a somewhat reputable media organization. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is shithouse. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's shithouse because um, here's a guy that said, you know what? My favorite Bond movie is the one where Felix gets eaten by a fucking shark. That's pretty shithouse. That's pretty shithouse. I mean, there are absolute puzzling, puzzling choices here. Uh... For instance, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, coming in at number four,
3: shocking! Does not make shocking. a lot of sense. The, or the world is not enough coming ahead of Goldfinger. And The world is not enough coming in at number ten, for Christ's sake. Octopussy better than diamonds or forever. All shithouse choices. Mike, uh, tell Truman what kind of match we have for him today. Yeah. Well, what we have today
0: is uh, a match that took place in WCW. In 1997, between uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. uh, and Eddie Guerrero, who is the cruiserweight champion, which was, uh, I believe, all the wrestlers under, you had to be under 225 pounds, I believe, to compete in the cruiserweight division. Um, Otherwise, you were considered a heavyweight. This is a title versus mask match. Which means that if Rey Mysterio loses, uh, he will lose his mask, which is like a sacred, um, a sacred thing to Mexican wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, if you're a masked wrestler, you never take it off, and you're never your face is never seen, uh, and it's just part of the job. Uh, so losing your mask in one of these matches is a really big deal. Um, and Eddie, uh, came to WCW as a good guy. Uh, he was, uh, very, uh, popular with the fans, but as of late, he has been quite a nefarious character. This feud kind of started a few weeks back when Ray, uh, came back from a, a, a knee injury and he wrestled a, a wrestler and a, a masked, another masked wrestler who was called El Caliente, (laughs) the hot, which turned out to just be Eddie, uh, in like a shitty mask. (laughs) Isn't like he's
4: in white trunks or white pants and a shitty red and white mask, isn't it?
0: No, it's red. It's he's in red and green tights and a red and green mask, and it's so shitty. It's really bargain basement, (laughs) bargain basement gear. And uh, Ray wins that match. And, uh, Eddie is like furious cause he's the, uh, he's the, he's the cruiserweight champion. And I think he was trying to just kind of, um, maybe, uh, injure Ray, hurt him so that it, it hurt his chances of being the next, uh, challenger for the title that did not happen. Uh, and they, uh, decided to have this match where Ray would, uh, challenge for the belt. Uh, but if he loses, he loses his mask. And then in previous weeks he's had his, Eddie has ripped his mask off causing him to lose uh, another match and Ray was able to cover his face so nobody saw his face so it was ended up being okay Wow uh, but this this one's a real bitter rivalry that takes place between two former friends.
3: So okay, so Eddie is basically trying to take another crack at fully unmasking Mysterio and ending his career fully. Like Mysterio got lucky by being able to cover up last time.
0: Right. Yeah. So so last time it wasn't even a that wasn't even a match between Eddie and Ray. Oh. That was a match between Ray and somebody else, and Eddie just slid in the ring in the middle of the match and ripped Ray's
3: mask off. Damn. He wasn't even part. And what? And the refs had had nothing for that. They just. Well the. The ref was like what the fuck cut but it, out. it
0: also wasn't
3: yeah he was like cut
0: it out but it also wasn't he didn't actually hurt Ray so even though it cost him to lose the match it wasn't like an immediate disqualification for uh disqualification win for Ray cuz he didn't strike him or anything he just yeah. Pulled his mask off. Yeah. This is at a time in which WCW uh, is the main competitor to the WWF, which would become the WWE, um, which would eventually buy out WCW. It's in a
4: really hot time right now, 1997. Ooh. It's a really good time for wrestling.
0: Let's go to the match! Halloween Havoc, 1997, October 26th, 1997. It's Rey Mysterio Jr. challenging Eddie Guerrero for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship.
1: of all wrestling pay-per-views! The pay-per-view that is the all undisputed leader in the use of twigs as decoration! Ladies and gentlemen, this is Halloween Havoc 1990. Of who is the oldest wrestler in the world? Is it Hulk Hogan or is it Rowdy Roddy Piper? Tonight we will find out in the main event inside a super spooky steel cage. But first is our cruiserweight title bout. And currently making his way to the ring is the tiniest of luchadors the baby man whose attire aptly communicates his beautiful and royal mysteriousness it is ray mysterio jr
4: what do you think of this? What do you think of these tights?
3: I, I I don't really know what to think. I mean, I don't know. Are the lines painted? Are they supposed to represent his uh, his his muscles? Like it's like it's like a Rorschach test, really. Because I'm kind of seeing nipples. I don't know if that says something about my psychology.
0: Yeah. So you see all they're they're, they're kind of like question marks, essentially. they That yeah. are kind of spray painted, right? So that's like the. the the symbol for Rey Mysterio because uh, uh, Rey Mysterio's name, Rey Mysterio Jr. in Spanish literally means Tiny Mystery Kids. The
1: wild chorus of cheers within the MGM Grand Garden Arena quickly gives way to an onslaught of nasty booze. However, as the cruiserweight champion, a man who appears to be a beautiful wild mustang made out of sausage and latex. Now strides Confident Lady of the ring It is None other than The loathsome The nefarious The despicable Eddie Guerrero
4: And now we have Latino Heat himself He's not quite Latino Heat yet But
3: he's got the same swagger
0: Yeah He's getting there Brought to you by Slim Jim
3: Wow he looks kind of like a slim jim himself let's get slim jim's <laughs> skin there where those fans are mike what let's what do we got with this mullet eddie's why mullet it,
4: why doesn't your mullet look like that because it can
3: man
0: eddie's eddie's mullet's a mane mullet man it's
4: the best and you need to do yeah. it because you have the hair for it mike and i don't and i'm jealous <laughs> okay i can only do the mullet i have right now that's all i can do Well, though, when I got it cut the last time, the stylist was like, do you want bangs? And I was like, "Mm, no, not yet. I can't go that Uh, far. uh. I can't commit to bangs yet.
1: As the match begins, there are no words to describe the sublime physical poetry that these two unwilling co-creators have spawned from the first punch. It is very clear that this will be the fight of the night and perhaps the fight of every night. Thereafter, And as if keenly aware of his excellence, Guerrero cracks a devious smile as he picks the ankle of Mysterio from the ring apron, sending him crashing, occiput first, onto the thin gray mat surrounding the ring, no doubt. Bitterly and silently screaming to himself something along the lines of main event my ass top that you old
4: bastards we got some old people in the audience, Mike. Second row. <laughs> hey, oh
3: wow. This is Grandma their, Hall of Fame potential. It's their 50th anniversary that came to this. <laughs>
1: it is oh Guerrero! here in the early going as our beautiful but cold-hearted breakfast horse of a champion batters his tiny foe at every turn slamming his tiny, cute Purple head Onto the ringside steps And then back in the ring Nearly crippling the little Mystery boy with a Savage and violent Tilt the wall back Breaker before ripping A huge gash In the eye hole of Ray's purple mask Which actually appears To be attached to the rest Of his ring attire Yes it is now clear that Mysterio is in fact wearing a tainty little purple onesie, ladies and gentlemen, which could mean that if Guerrero has his way, one Ray Mysterio Jr. may not only be unmasked, but also potentially rendered fully nude. Before this night is over, is there no end to Guerrero's dep- depravity! My god!
4: Now look at Eddie's posture.
1: It's just perfect.
0: Perfect posture here. Tight glutes.
4: (laughs) Mysterio's baby face is off-putting, I think. Not uh, as ugly. I'm just saying it's not the face you expect to be underneath that mask. That's what I mean by off-putting. I'm not Ray. Listen, Ray, if you're listening to this, Mike, if you include this, Ray, and you're listening, I'm not saying you're ugly. I'm saying I didn't expect (laughs) your face to be so pudgy like a baby when you took off the mask. And then I see Dominique, your son, wrestling today. Pudgy babyface. Dude needs a mask. Yeah, babyface
0: for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. In spite of all the punishment that Rey Mysterio has taken tonight, this little man simply will not quit. Ladies and gentlemen, like an immortal zombie hummingbird, Mysterio defies all logic as he springs to the top rope, hits a full fucking backflip, and then plants Guerrero with an avalanche DDT in one smooth flawless sequence he truly is the king of mystery for no one could have predicted such sublime and perfect offense even from a tiny god man who seems to expand the limit of what is humanly possible with every single match that he has.
0: I would never I could never be able to wrestle like this but it's cool that somebody was able to wrestle like this
4: eddie or ray both both
1: (laughs) is there no limit to mysterious madness ladies and gentlemen this tiny man with the heart of an elephant truly has no fear as it climbs to the top turnbuckle and soars over the fucking ring post 20 feet in the fucking air and brings all 150 pounds down on guerrero's face and as the learned men and women of science tell us at terminal velocity, a pencil can weigh as much as a polar bear, which I now believe with all my heart and soul, ladies and gentlemen. And I guarantee you, so does Eddie Guerrero.
3: Oh. Ugh. Oh, fuck. That's some Spider-Man shit right there. Oh. Oh, God. I believe he's come
0: out with Spider-Man. Before.
3: Yeah, he has had Spider-Man themed tights. It's very cool. I mean, it well because also like the the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie does have some shit house wrestling in it. I mean, oh, it does. oh, <laughs> how did you even do that,
4: Eddie? Oh my god! Oh, in fact, Bone saw this very same evening on Halloween Havoc. Bone saw himself fights Diamond Dallas Page. You can see right there in the description. <laughs> That's true.
1: God Almighty, we have run out of superlatives to describe the maddening genius of what we are witnessing here tonight as Rey Mysterio leaps into the air and somersaults over the top rope before once again landing butt first
4: My neighbors are not going to be happy about
0: that last shout. Oh, fuck them. It's 545. That's true.
1: This can't go on much longer, ladies and gentlemen. And both men seem to sense it as well. No doubt seeing their destinies play out through a fog of evaporating sweat and blood and lactic acid. Both men are now once again perched high upon the turnbuckle, and Guerrero looks to be going for an avalanche powerbomb, but it's reversed by Mysterio. He's the and he's got the leg up. Mysterio. white champion ladies and gentlemen and more importantly the mystique of our tiny mystery king is still intact he may be bruised and battered and beaten but as God is my witness he is
4: Mike Truman, together at last. What do you think, uh, our good old man, uh, I forgot his name, Dave Meltzer, what do you think he gave this match? You remember Dave Meltzer, we talked about him last time you were on the show. Big, big critic of wrestling, puts out the Pro Wrestling Observer Mm -hmm. newsletter. Uh, Big,
0: the Gene Siskel of wrestling. Gene Simmons of wrestling. (laughs) also wears a mask, so not far off. Uh well I think I think what my guess is gonna be a cheat, because I think I think I know the answer to this, but i c I'm not positive, but I think I know. All right, so But we'll, it's on a five star scale, Truman. Yes, yeah. So yeah, Truman, you I knew remember. your guess
3: first. Out of five stars, what do you think? I think, think that, that, that he gave it and knowing that it goes to a stupid decimal uh scale, I would say three point seven five is what he gave it. Okay, Mike? As I recall, Dave gives this
0: 4.75. He gives it four and three quarters.
4: Four and three quarters is the correct answer. Mike, you win. Uh, Co hosting of the podcast. Sorry, Truman, you're on the next episode.
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) I was cut loose. This close to retirement. Them's the breaks. (laughs) He's officially the
4: co host with me forever now because he fucked up the answer to that one. But that's, yeah, that's what he gave it. Let's hear some general thoughts on the match. Uh, Mike, you can start if you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know whether... I'm not sure exactly how long the match is, but, like, it felt shorter than I remember it being. Watching it with you guys, 16 minutes? Roughly, yeah. It flew by. It felt like Mm -hmm. about four to me. It was crazy how fast it was, how fast-paced it was, and how much I enjoyed it, but also just, like... Not having the conversation with you guys while we were watching it. I mean it felt like it was a it felt like it was a five minute match to me.
4: Yeah. But we caught I feel like same thing, but we caught still caught all the high spots. Like I still was focusing, but still able to talk to you guys. It's just which I think is a sign of just a match that again is really paced really well. Yeah. It's like when I listen to the Mars Volta, my favorite band, and they play their song, uh <laughs>
0: Wait, the Mars Volta is your favorite band? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. And they play the, on on uh, my favorite album, Francis the New You, you see, that, <laughs> Cassandra the Cassandra Gemini. The last song, it's a thirty three minute epic song, but like, it feels it feels like you just get through in about ten. It's so good. There's <laughs> saxophone in it. There's some spoken word with like a monster voice on it. Uh, I miss
1: Shut up! I the Morse Volta is not your favorite they band! Are, I think that my favorite no, band of stop all time.
4: It. Yeah, they're my favorite band of all time. Legit. I love oh. them, sincerely. This is no this not even this is not even this is shoot. This is shoot Bo This isn't
0: I, maybe I need to listen to the Mars Volta. I think
4: we've had this conversation before. I think you actually, we? you said the words to me. Maybe I need to listen to the Mars Volta. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had this conversation.
0: Oh Just my God. In this Bo. circle. Oh. Bo, what did you, what did you think? What were your thoughts?
4: My general thoughts, um, I thought this was a different match. Uh, I love this match. It was great. And I do remember the spots because I have seen it, but I was, for some reason, I was thinking it was a different Halloween Havoc match with Ray. Mm that he opens the show. But now that I think about it, I feel like that was like 90s, maybe 96, 98. And I feel like he wrestles either Jericho Mm. or, um,
0: Malenko or psychosis. psychosis. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Someone with a mask or maybe even whoventude. Yeah. Guerrera. Um, that's another, (laughs) not not Guerrero, Guerrera. They're another awesome, huge, huge family. Um, but still, Stellar match. I think I love the potato moment <laughs> that that topic on Hilo into the Hurricane Rana is every time I see it that when I see that move, it reminds me that I've seen the match because I think he never does that again. Maybe I could be speaking out of school, but
0: pretty uh, fucking crazy.
4: <laughs> yeah. So I just think that the, the artistry and the and the and the technical ability that it takes for them to pull that off together is is something worth championing championing.
3: Truman yeah general thoughts on the match general thoughts on the match this being my second wrestling match I've ever seen I did not know to to, to borrow uh, from your podcast subtitle that this is what wrestling could be I did yeah. not I never pictured uh pro wrestling being this acrobatic being this dexterous if you will. Uh, I, I very different from last week, which was just two angry brothers haymaking the shit out of. Well, that was I guess they weren't punching each other, but you know, like two angry brothers just smacking the shit out of each other. Versus this, which was like parkour. It was like watching Damn. parkour. Uh, in in the it's like watching the parkour scene in what that one list that we looked at said was the third best James Bond movie ever, Casino Royale.
4: <laughs> Casino Royale, yeah, 2006's, not 1937's or whatever. No, 2006's no. good movie. Starts out with parkour, chasing the guy through like South Africa or whatever. I forget where they are. Maybe the Russia. I don't know where they are. You see when he's going up the
3: forklift and shit, fucking yeah. badass. Yes, yes, exactly. And it was like all of that, but confined to a ring between a man in a mask and a man with a mullet who hated the man in the mask. So um yeah <laughs> I also so like that was my first big takeaway. I loved the the athleticism of it and like the just the stunts that I was seeing because like I feel like the first one uh the 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 real the real special effect on display was like the depth of the family animosity between them these two brothers. This time around well I certainly was into the story of like Mysterio trying to protect his identity. I am almost more into the like like, when they fly at each other, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, a lot. Like, oh, oh, he's going to hit him and tackle him to the ground. No, he's going to slide around his neck and flip that guy over, and then he's going <laughs> to flip the other guy over. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine of dude.
4: <laughs> Some of the stuff you see now with Lucha Libre, or not even Lucha Libre, but like um, high flying, um, it seems more like. I still like watching it, but it seems more like ballet to where it's all. Yeah, and obviously they schedule what exactly the maneuvers are all going to do behind before the match starts, whereas something like this and Lucha Libre in general is so organic. Um, if you heard that alarm, that's me. To, I need to clean my litter box. But I'll do that after the show. Just let the <laughs> listeners um, um, but uh, it, it just seems more organic and more natural and like the stuff they're doing seems more live and impromptu in the ring and more
0: violent
4: yeah so it it seems more like a shoot style wrestling match or a strong style it just seems harder hitting but it's still that lucha libre moves which are Mm. high
0: flying so Mm -hmm. yeah cool man wow yeah let's do it give it to me let's get to the ratings mike uh
4: let's let's do two ratings each for this yeah, I think in our book, you and I have like eleven ratings each for this match. Yeah, but let's only do two each.
0: Let's just do two of the eleven. And
4: then yeah. Truman, you can read two of the eleven as well. So yeah, yeah, we'll I'm, I'm good, paging
3: through right now.
4: Yeah. yeah, we'll cover a good, we'll get a good two, four, six ratings of the eleven. I'm not, I'm not math. I that's why you heard me do it out loud just. There. <laughs> um, Mike, what's your first rating?
0: I'm gonna go ahead and give this. Uh, let's see. Oh boy, it's a tough pick. Tough to choose. Oh, I like this. Okay, hang on, I like this one. I'm giving this. What number is this of the
4: 11?
0: This is number nine, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, read it off right now. I gave this seven and a half out of eight Latino he. Oh, Mm. now why?
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's an obvious answer, but why?
0: Because Eddie's fucking mean in this match. He's so mean to Ray. Like he his that heel persona that because I remember when he first came to WCW and he's like, baby face with the mustache and the and the, you know, it's just like I'm I'm here to try hard and I'm having my feud with Dean Malenko. Not even really a feud, just matches. And it was like, oh wow, this is what wrestling can look like. This could be this uh kind of acrobatic and fast-paced and Um, Eddie was a fan favorite baby face and then he started getting his hair wet before matches and really, really cutting the mullet and, uh, it, it is, he looks so not evil, but just like the guy, you know, you don't want to win. And the way that he wrestles for all of the high-flying and all the beautiful stuff in this match and the crazy stunts and like everything, which I love. I think this match is one of my absolute favorite examples of high-flying wrestling that doesn't feel like a dance to me. It still feels like a wrestling match. Uh, There are still those moments where Eddie grabs Ray and puts him in a hold and, and in tries to, like, stretch him and break him and grabs his fucking mask and grabs his face and rips it open. And the referee has to be like, yo, you can't do that yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Eddie's such a good... He's such a good heel. And the, the great thing is is that once he finally returned to being a babyface, he was still a heel. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he broke the rules. he He cheated to win. It's just we thought it was fun to, like, cheat with him. You know, and he didn't have that same mean streak that he does in this. But this, the, to me, this is like the, um, oh God, what? Like the, like the, the, uh, when Eddie Guerrero really figured out how to be a great heel is right now, you know, this, mm-hmm. this era. And I love that. Bo, you got some scores for this, though, don't you? Yeah. I think I'm going to grab number 11 here. Um, oh, on oh last one on the list.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, um, it's seven out of eight uh, knockoff Ninja Turtles action figures <laughs> that are um, obviously look like the Battle Toads, which are knockoff Ninja Turtles in their own right. But so they're more like knockoff Battle Toads action figures that you'd find at you'd find at uh, this the corner market because um, they couldn't afford the brand name stuff. Really, doesn't have to do with the match. It's just we kind of talked about. We talked about that in the audio, so like that's the rating that was in there. And I feel kinda bad that I talked about it in the audio because the only reason I talked about it in the audio is because I knew it was number eleven on the list. <laughs> and so it's kinda like <laughs> chicken and the egg. Right. Thing. Chick Yeah, so, it's a real chicken and egg. But I mean that situation. that's the rating. That's that's what they, that's what's there and that's what I'm taking. So um if it makes any sense, um, just read the, the sub note the subnotes on the addendum uh literature. So Truman,
3: do you have a score? Yeah, I do. Uh, I I would give it uh, three out of four Shen Yuns, and of course Shen Yun is the uh, Chinese acrobatic Cirque du Soleil knockoff that uh, mm-hmm. comes through every city 75 times a year. Uh, you know, I know, Mike, that you were just saying that this was acrobatic and not like dance, and I would agree. This never really felt like a dance, but Shen Yun was kind of too good of a too good of a, a a name for this to pass up. Too good of an. I feel like the award just fits it. But totally. Um, I you know I I feel like the degree to which like the choreography was both it felt completely spontaneous, but you also know watching it, this was the pro- this is the product of a lot of thought and a lot of even if they didn't you know actively blow by blow choreograph the sound, like you can see the amount of they make it look easy. Like yes, the flinging... You know, Mysterio flinging himself at Eddie and Eddie, like, you know, ducking at the last second and grabbing his leg and th- throwing him over. Just all of these pulls where it's like, you know, you knock someone down and then seamlessly using their momentum to throw them over. Uh, I, they, they just moved in a way that that it ceased to even... Well, I don't know. Saying it ceased to feel like wrestling is kind of a burn on it because it is wrestling and it's great. But, um yeah I mean so i would I would give it very high marks for the precision that they used to bring this little this little nugget of violence to our eyes
0: no, that's okay. I think it's fine that you were like it ceased to feel like wrestling. I think that's odd like what but then what what do you felt like it felt like while you were in the in the midst
3: of it um, like at times almost like like hardcore gymnastics like backyard gymnastics <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like it's because they're doing like it's like pommel horse stuff at times, like or when he throws he throws Mysterio at the corner of the ring and Mysterio turns upside down and like sticks to it with his legs wrapped around the back of it, like it's contortionist stuff, it's circus freak stuff. Well, I don't know, like it's it's they were using the human body for purposes that or in ways that I did not expect to see it get used in this format, which I thought and like it wasn't just a a show of martial prowess of I beat this other guy, but also it's a show of both of their like flexibility and control that I, like it was, it was almost collaborative at times, even though they were very clearly at odds.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The chemistry between them is undeniable. Like you can't, it, it is, uh, it is. It's like, and when I said it wasn't like, um, it felt like wrestling as opposed to a dance. That wasn't like a knock on, uh, the uh, the collaborative nature of what they were doing. It's just that this still felt like they were doing extremely acrobatic, crazy, um, like, uh, dexterous stuff, but it still felt like they were fighting the whole time. Yes. Whereas in a lot of modern wrestling, they're doing this type of stuff, um, but it feels very much like we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to help you do this Uh, So that you can do this cool move. And this felt more like uh, a lot of it was done. And it's very clear that there was a lot of skill and like body control needed to pull a lot of this off. But at no point did it ever feel to me like, oh,
3: they're like they're winking at each other while they're doing this. You know, there were, there were a bunch of points where I was looking closely and thinking like, okay, now, now this has been so impressive. Like look for it and see if they're like, Oh, okay. My hand is tapping your shoulder lightly. So you know that I'm here. So you do this. None of that. Like they, like it, they both sold it as a fight while making it this extremely collaborative act of dance, basically. Yeah. So that before cool. for Shen Yun's. A cool. Years, ten thousand years of culture revealed. I haven't seen the billboard in a while. Yeah. Um,
4: great pick. Great pick perfect. on
3: which one you chose on the list. I yeah. Think what number was, was that pick. again?
4: Sorry, was that three? Oh. Uh, no, that
3: was that was number six.
4: Oh. Okay. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what's your what's your second one and final one for you of the eleven?
0: Oh. Yeah. Totally. Uh, my final rating um, is number two, which is. Uh, the, the rating that of course reads, uh, three out of four evil Knievels.
4: Ooh, yeah. That's fun. Cause, uh, you, that's rating number two and I'm using rating number one, the next one after that, which I won't get really? to describe, which okay, ties rating be number fun. Two when we did it. So that's a great one. Yeah. Keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, when I watch this match, I think about, um, uh I think about the, the risk of so much of this stuff and how effortless and how like when Evil Knievel would complete a motorcycle jump and everything goes to plan, it looks like it's not that fucking hard.
1: Yeah. It's just like, yeah. well,
0: he takes off and then he lands perfectly, and it was a hundred feet or whatever yeah. <laughs> over a bunch of cars, but uh wow great great job yeah i Mm -hmm. guess you did it's almost underwhelming because it looks so smooth and so good
4: i think it's funny that you say that because it reminds me of what we talked about earlier with the huge news with matt seidel is that yeah i've seen him do that shooting star express variant shooting star press variant or whatever he does a thousand times and you never question if he's gonna land it but then the one time you see him botch it it's terrifying because oh, you know, it could kill you not in control no. well he actually has really speaking of body control so good body control he was not dead he finished he still got the final four of the battle royale because he's able to land properly enough on a botch um yeah keep going if you have more to say about it
0: yeah no it's exactly like that because at any point during this match something very minor could have gone wrong mm-hmm. a slip a fucking Eddie you know, cracking even... his head
4: on the railing like I mentioned. Eddie cracking the... his
0: head on the railing. Even even when Ray came off that top rope on that springboard and Eddie instead sidestepped the Hurricane Rana and caught him in the backbreaker. Yeah. And with it the... didn't look it didn't look like perfect. That, like I say with Matt Seidel. was like, oh that's not how it's supposed to look. Yeah. With but the... they still did it. Like yeah. he still caught him and it didn't it, 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 it wasn't like a 10 out of 10 like perfect collaboration. But they were still able to adjust in the moment mm-hmm. and hit the move and do it safely. Yeah. Um. So it, it, it's just it's like a it's like a testament to. Um. The 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 gap between those who do things like that, uh, whether it's Evel Knievel or wrestlers or whatever, and how how hard it is. Actors like anything, how hard it is. To pull something off that is extremely difficult and make it look effortless, even as there it is extremely dangerous, either from a physical
1: standpoint
0: or an emotional standpoint or both, you know? I mean, we've all seen, or at least I have a million times, the video of Evel Knievel crashing when he goes over his handlebars that he just doesn't hit the jump right, doesn't land right, and he breaks he breaks many, many bones in his body, and it's like, oh yeah, no, that could happen every time, you know, every single time. And I feel like that's what I felt like when I watch these kind of matches, this match specifically. Um, and I, I feel like the, the reason that I didn't feel like that more, like like there was more danger in the match, is because they're both so good. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is this is thrilling, but I didn't have like a. Sometimes I watch matches that are like this, cruiserweight matches, like Rey Mysterio Psychosis from a pay-per-view around this time, and my heart is, like, jumping in my chest yeah. when I watch yeah. it because I'm like, holy fuck! Like, this could... Ah! Ah! Like, someone's gonna die. Someone's <laughs> gonna die. When I watch this, I, I, at no point did I think anybody was gonna die. <laughs> but um, it was still really, really exciting, and I think that's a testament to how good both of them are at the same time.
4: I agree. So to mention my next rating, which is number one, which ties into the Evil Can Evil rating. Yeah, because this rating's it's all about um, fear. Okay. And having none of it.
3: Mm. <laughs> oh no, no!
4: <laughs> so I'm giving this <laughs> three out of three. No fears. <clears throat> but there's also a semicolon here. Yeah. That says. Mike don't fear Eddie's mullet embrace it and get your hair cut that way exactly that's the rating I mean and it's been that way for years and you haven't done it yet and I think when you do it's going to be great but that's 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 the score it's number one. That, why we made that number one, I have no idea. I think, I remember, okay, yeah. I remember. I know why, because
0: you had access to the, you started the Google Docs, so you filled out all of yours first, and I had to kind of jimmy my way in there, and you were like, no, I keep, but I keep number one.
4: Yeah, and I was really trying, I was using, and you're like, no, 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 Bo, you can't keep number one, because I know you're using number one just to manipulate my haircut. <laughs> and I was like, no, Mike, I'm not doing that. I, would I feel never. like what
0: you're and also what you're saying with this number with this rating is that my mullet right now is not enough and that hurts you know, that what? really hurts that really hurts
4: uh, Mike can we take it we take another
0: it looks good Bo it's looking good I don't know what you want me to say it looks great <laughs> we, it looks fantastic uh, for the
4: listeners uh the 19 of you now which we're growing our, our listenership is growing I said, uh, since I you had whole- me on
3: I think that's you're welcome
4: now, I think Mike is trying to show his mullet right now, but I can't tell if it's just a long haircut or if it's a mullet or not. There it is. Yeah, ears are <laughs> – there it is. Yeah, so uh, I think it's about oh, – it's been, what, two months? It's been a month for me, I think. It's been two months or a month – I think it's been two months for you since your haircut, right, since your mullet yeah, cut. Yeah,
0: probably Yeah, a month or two, somewhere in there.
4: Because I should be getting mine soon. And that's mullet talk. Uh, Truman, there's one <laughs> final score.
3: <laughs> yes. Yes there is.
4: What number was it again before you I, I,
3: I, one? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was number 10 off the list. Right. Uh and and that's uh, I give it 9 out of uh I am sorry, not yet. I give this match 9 out of 13 Toby Maguire battle damaged Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3's because uh as we all, I mean as you guys knew when you when you wrote this uh this one in the in the booklet, uh there's that that bit in Spider-Man 3 an otherwise ex movie where uh, Spider-Man has had, like, about half of his mask torn off to the point that it almost ceases to be effective as a means of obscuring one's identity. And, um, I mean, I I would have to give that award to this match because of, uh, like, Mysterio gets his mask, like, his eye hole is widened and it's ripped upwards toward the scalp. And looking at it, it's kind of like... I, if I may compare it to the work that we do on 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 my podcast uh, grunt work, the podcast about home improvement, it's kind of like when Wilson, the neighbor who always stands behind the fence, mm-hmm. raises his head up a little bit. and it's like, "Wait, I'm seeing too much. I'm gonna know what he looks like now. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's it's sort of like that. like I was act I was almost distracted from the uh, athleticism of the match because I was like trying to see every square inch of Mysterio's space trying to find out what he's been trying so hard to conceal from us much in the same way in Spider-Man three, you know, he's got like, his, you know, the bit over his mouth is ripped open. The bit over his right eyes is, is ripped open. And, and there's just a thin little strip and then one eye covered. And it's like, so it's just, I don't know. It, there's this sense of tension. And like, I both want to see who he is, but I also know that it's going to be terrible for him. If, if, if he does. True. So, uh,
4: have you, have you seen, uh, Miyazaki's spirited away?
3: Uh, yes. A, a great long time ago.
4: Okay. Do you remember the big baby? The giant baby,
3: yes, he's I a baby. remember he's the giant baby, a
4: huge baby with it he's... just a, in a little onesie. But he's like nineteen feet tall. He's a big baby. Sca-
3: scared of germs, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. So if you were to take off Mysterio's mask, you, you get that big baby, big, big baby. <laughs> okay, give me give me a second here.
3: Oh, that's
0: funny because that's actually number seven on the list for uh, four big babies. Yeah, it's four four <laughs> big babies. That actually that shows oh. on
4: a number of. A number of uh, lists that review yeah. Big Baby does yeah.
0: show up. Yeah, pretty much every King Kong Bundy match we do, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. four out of
3: four Big Babies. Yeah. So. I, I, you know, I think I'll just say, looking at the, at the image of the Big Baby that that comes up when I Google it, uh, the Big Baby looks like the infant version of Hank Hill's father, Cotton Hill, on the TV's <laughs> King of the Hill. Again, very niche jokes for people who watch this specific show
4: oh uh, that's that's the audience baby because i've made some i've made some uh some king of the hill references too. remember old trevor mark trevor lee what's his name in nwa the guy that looks like a older trevor murdoch trevor murdoch. Uh, trevor murdoch trevor murdoch looks like a grown-up bobby hill
0: he does yeah
4: <laughs> trevor yeah murdoch? he's an
0: adult bobby hill oh, yeah okay. go ahead and yeah. google trevor yeah murdoch, find him <laughs> go ahead and find him Truman. you're gonna love this you're gonna love and this while
4: we're doing that those are Man. our scores <laughs> 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 <I found him. laughs> Uh, Trevor Murdoch. Also, if you do want a definition of shit house, there it is. There it is. <laughs> There's your definition right there.
3: Oh, it's defined. I understand it.
4: Uh, he kind of talks like him too, which is the best part. Um. You mentioned uh, uh your your podcast, Truman.
3: I did mention my podcast. And as we go
4: home, what is it? Tell I, us. I, I, tell tell the people again.
3: The podcast that I'm on is Grunt Work, a podcast with the TV series Home Improvement. We're watching every god Dang episode, uh, whether it kills us or not, and it is killing us. Uh, we are... We've just finished, we finished season five. We're going to start season six sometime in October when my co-host finishes his move to beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts or at www.gruntworkpodcast.com on the internet. How many episodes
4: are there per season
3: uh there are there are between 22 and
4: 26 and that's the 26 number of 90s uh, comedies it's egregious why the gall of these shows 26
3: (laughs) fuck you (laughs) we don't we don't need to know this many stories about the tale especially when they do the same shit (laughs) five times per season there are not that many Uh, oh and the
4: goal the goal was only to get enough episodes to get into syndication to make those big bucks on the back end (laughs) but Because of that, they they're like, we gotta get to 100 video episodes in like what three and a half seasons. All right, let's do 80 episodes. A season. Get them
1: as quick as you can, baby. When, you're
0: <laughs> by, when you get approved by network, man, you gotta get approved in a big way because you don't know if you're coming back. That's how you old don't 90s know.
4: cartoons were. Like a lot of the like Animaniacs and Batman oh. animated series, season yeah. one is like 60 episodes.
3: <laughs> yeah. There's like only like there, I in my, in my mind it's like Rocco's Modern Life that was on for like ten years wasn't it No it was it's on for four too- seasons but every season was like
4: forty. <sighs> but see that's and we we feel like you're like oh that was on for like all my child but but no it was on for two years but there's eight hundred episodes so it's in syndication <laughs> for a decade and we just yeah. think it's around forever because we never hit <laughs> reruns never hitting reruns. <laughs> brilliant,
0: <laughs> brilliant. God.
4: Oh, so, so grunt work i listened to your season five recap i enjoyed it oh um, i'm so sorry <laughs> when when are y'all starting do you know it's a time frame when you'll be back for for season six
1: I, you
3: know it I, I wish i wish that i did it will be in october and i hopefully i will try and i will try and nail down with my co-host landon when that is so the next time i'm with you guys i can springboard us right in and it properly. I'm I'm the Well, I mean, so. this episode won't
4: be out to the very last uh, Tuesday in September, so pretty close. So if it's scheduled, it's pretty
3: soon. If Maybe. guys, guys, if you're listening to this, look, just just toddle on over to gritworkpodcast.com and uh check because it, there'll probably be some information there by then when you're reading this in the, in the glorious future. Maybe California won't be on fire anymore in the future too. That would what, be great for me. What
4: if they want to find it other ways? Do you have uh, Twitter, or Facebook?
3: Oh yeah, you Let's... can certainly find us on uh, yeah Twitter. Uh, uh, let me just actually look us up on Twitter because I. Uh... That's great. It's a real pro <laughs> move. You got to look <laughs> it
0: out. Look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's, it's some just, kind it's of a Twitter, Twitter uh, handle. Marketing. It's great.
3: This is this is a Twitter Beautiful.
0: hack. It's a Twitter hack. To Twitter know maybe look it up. Uh, uh, professional. professional.
3: You know, and I, 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 that was just a bit. I was
4: just doing that as a bit. Yeah, <laughs> we know. We're all. We know all. All about bits we got it you know oh, you' yeah. we're big betters
3: we're big big guys you can find us on Twitter at gruntworkpod and the best part is that my co-host does all of that stuff at the end of every episode we've been making the podcast for three and a half four years I've heard him say at gruntwork pod probably 10 billion times and uh yet here we are here we are uh, follow grunt yeah, on Twitter, and uh, yeah, get us on Spotify, get us on Stitcher, get us on uh, Pod Republic. I don't know, get us on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review it, share yeah. it with friends. Yeah, we certainly
4: will. Um, anything
3: else you want to plug? Uh, I uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at Truman Caps. I did a really good tweet about uh, a little play on words with the title of the Muppets Take Manhattan recently. I don't want to brag, but it got like four likes from people I went to college. Ooh.
0: So, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the Muppets like tape Manhattan. I really you. liked it. Thank yeah, It was really great. I thank if you. you. Know it,
4: if it's endorsed by Mike, listeners, you
0: know it's good. Oh. Also, we should mention that Truman is a big time, for real, <laughs> Hollywood writer man. He oh. works on an actual, well, it's not a television show, but it's a web series, for Christ's
3: sake. I suppose. I suppose Content. I just I'm just I'm just I'm just you know I'm making the I'm making the make it rain cash motion. Yeah. I I am I'm making it rain content. Yeah. If if y'all are into horror and you're on Facebook Watch, uh watch The Birch. I was the staff writer on season 1 and I'm now a staff writer on season 2, filming now in beautiful And we'll hope Oregon. for season 3. Yeah, Fing, fingers crossed for all of us. Uh but yes, yeah, you know, that's that's uh that's it. That's 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 what I got to plug. One one web series, one podcast and one Twitter feed. Dope. Pretty With- hey, Mike, good. It, it, if moments. you want to find Mike, uh you can find him
4: practically. You know what? He's these days everyone on Instagram, Mike from Television. He's posting oh. like crazy, but you can still what? send him a post and if he likes it, he might post it and say, "Hey, this guy this person sent this to me and you know." But that's where you can find him, Mike from Television, and on Twitter though, it's just Mike from TV cuz on Twitter, he's busy. He doesn't have time to write out <coughs> television. He's got places to be, tweets to send. Um, and then you can find me at Bo Rosser on all platforms, just my name. Um, and the podcast, Topi Suicida Pod, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit us up on the email. Tell us your favorite wrestler at Topea Suicida at gmail.com. You can even uh, head over to our anchor page. And if you're like uh, uh, Fiona here, you can uh, leave us a voicemail review. Ooh.
0: Just like this. Hey, Mikey. Oh, you got, got a pretty cool
4: podcast. Uh, love you. And I, Mike, I have. Uh, thank you, Fiona, for that review. Yeah, thanks, Ona. Um, thank uh, you. So uh, I asked Mike, because Mike's name is mentioned in this review. And I said, uh-huh. Mike, who is Fiona? And Fiona, he told me, I don't want to say the relationship or give last names of Fiona. It's just Fiona, right? And I, and I was thinking, Fiona didn't say my name in the review. Fiona didn't mention me at all. Or or me, anything for me? Truman was not mentioned. Only Mike was mentioned. Mm. Um, And Mm. I felt Mm. a bit left out. So, thank you. I really do appreciate that. I also appreciate, both Mike and I, we appreciate the the, the support uh, donation you gave us as well. uh, Which you can do too on Anchor. We support that. Thank you as well, Fiona. But... Uh, just next time like mention me because I really I need my name heard I need to hear my name like at all times Mike and you know that you Mike knows that about me right Mike
0: yeah Bo's a little sensitive he's a little bit insecure so um, maybe next time yeah I mean we really appreciate the voicemail a
4: huge appreciation Uh,
0: we really appreciate the voicemail but Bo has got a real complex so he needs to hear his name over and over and over again uh, Bo thank you for thinking of this podcast because it was Bo's idea in the the first place it was that's the truth Bo was like I want to do a wrestling podcast Mm -hmm. I just don't have the right person to do it with I need someone really talented in all the ways that I'm not and like someone that can um you know someone that can think of original content and write music yeah. and be charismatic on mic and really just carry carry the brunt of the load for the show I just really need someone to do that for me. But I have an idea for a podcast for someone else to do. Because
4: I was like, I have this idea, but like you on Twitter, you know, I don't have time to do all this crazy stuff. I just have time to be like, to have the the, the intuition and the strength to be like, I should get my mullet, like a real mullet, like a a mullet (laughs) everyone can see. But you don't have time to do that because you have, well, again, you have the fear and then also, but you're, you're doing other, you're editing other stuff. You're making new music. And so like, I'm too like much of an innovator and a thinker to do that stuff where you're just more like the grunt work, like caveman times, which Truman mentioned earlier. So, so I get that.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm Tim. You're
0: out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and then that makes me Bob Vila, who guest stars numerous times on Home Improvement. Awesome.
4: Well, this is great. You know, this is a perfect circle, uh, a secular podcast. We're sticking our Your hands out. It's secular. <laughs> uh,
3: no, perfect circle.
0: This is uh, the Mars Volta of podcasts.
4: I saw the Mars Volta. Everybody. The circle, to tell you the truth. Good show. <laughs> Real good show. Shut
1: uh, up! Shut uh, up! Shut uh, the fuck up!
4: It God was, okay. damn it! All the times that I've seen the Mars Volta, that show in particular was the only time the audience was on board with it. Because <laughs> the music <laughs> is similar in scope. Like kind of prog-rocky, kind of ambient, that kind of shit. Whereas well, the other times I saw them was with opening for Red Hot Chili Peppers because they're all good friends. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers fans did not like the rock and roll salsa that was happening <laughs> during, L- during LVLVKs. And then, and then the other time I saw him was in uh, Salem. No, that was the perfect single oh. one. was was also in Portland, but it was with with uh, System of a Down, uh, which those fans uh, didn't think the music was metal enough.
0: They weren't into it. But
4: so back to the salsa song. Uh, they were trying to mosh during like the salsa breakdown like boom they're all like trying to mosh <laughs> <laughs> and there's this dude like Omar's brother just on the bongos and shit saxophones playing they're like fucking slinging their fists around like a bunch of Neanderthals anyway uh I love the Mars Volta you can get all their albums on Spotify <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: just plugging them, they're
1: like, the shit? So just
0: for the record, this week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to spend all week listening to the Mars Volta, and I'll come back next week with an opinion <laughs> on whether Bo is an insane man or a There's genius. Only seven
4: albums. There's seven albums, and they're all about an hour and a half long.
1: That seems Great. like it's enough. That's, That's an album like a like day. There you
4: go. Anyway, to end this out, I'm going to put Truman in the hot seat. To start it off here, Truman, Really,
3: what's, what's wrestling? Oof. Wrestling is kind of like the collected works of the band Steely Dan. Okay. In that when you're at a younger age, you dismiss it as something that is lame. But then when you get older, you start to pay closer attention and realize that the real depth of the artistry and precision and beauty and uh, 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 like innovation that goes into every single moment of of every single song or in this case wrestling match that's what wrestling is
4: that's beautiful very uh, nice it reminds me, I'll tell you what the Steely Dan fans did not like the Mars Volta <laughs> <laughs> that show was wild. <laughs> Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah. What, uh, what's, what's wrestling?
0: Wrestling is the apocalyptic convergence of consciousness and idiosyncratic athleticism that results in the euphoric emotional orgasm of say a group of people say it
4: again get a little more 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 gusto on it the euphoric yeah. emotional
2: orgasm that's
4: the gusto all right
2: bust it did somebody call me i heard my name Were you in the middle of your wrestling vacation, Michael? I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: God, Wardlow, stop it! Get out of here! Get out of the closet, Wardlow! Get out of the closet, Wardlow! Jesus, Eric, get! Would you fly out,
0: please? Before I leave,
2: just promise me to not bust
1: it.
0: All right, he's gone.
2: Jesus Christ!
0: Sorry about that. Everybody, sometimes Wardlow comes over without sort of letting me know, and he, like, listens into the show. I don't think and... listeners have heard that
4: fucking creep in, like, what, 35 episodes? I don't, yeah, a long
0: time. <laughs> it's been a long time since anybody's heard Wardlow. Well, Fusky. you
4: moved, and he didn't know where you lived. And now he's found you. Because he said <laughs> orgasm
0: loud enough. That's yeah, that you summoned a bad signal. Yeah, I don't know. I'm all off now. Re- 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 you know, re- wrestling is... is um, Simultaneously, the best and the worst thing in the entire world, <laughs> it is the love of friends and the uh, reality and the, and the uh, necessity of self-destruction uh, simultaneously put on display in a way that makes the rest of us learn things about our own life. That's wrestling. It's beautiful. Mm, it is. Bo. 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 Yeah, Bo. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna bring it home strong. I'm I know that this week, we're gonna bring it home strong. Mm-hmm. What is wrestling?
2: I hope I'm not busting in there still.
1: How did Wardlow get over there? What the fuck?
2: May I come in?
4: Yeah. You can, are you gonna deal with this, please? Yeah, I'll let I'll, I'll let him in.
1: No, don't let him no, in. I have to let him in. He's just gonna. Don't let uh, him in. What he'll the, just the knock fuck? On the door. If he's outside, don't Hello? let him in. Shut your windows. Oh, I'm already it. in
2: here. I've seen everything. I've seen all there is to see about mm-hmm. Bo's apartment. He's oh, Michael. Michael.
0: Yeah, Borla, where is Bo?
2: He's on the toilet, he's a bit constipated, he's turned 37. He was just here! He He was just here! I'm sorry he ran off when I let me in because I was like, oh, you let me in or I'll bust the door down. And and so he ran off, but he left me with his education, Mike. (sighs) Yes, Wardlow.
0: All right, (laughs) Wardlow, yeah, what's wrestling?
2: Wrestling is a sweaty nightclub where the people are dancing everywhere, wrapping their bodies across each other. It's before it's pre-COVID time, you see. And you understand. And they're rubbing and they're rubbing. And there's one of the boys in the white pants bust. He busts his white pants. So much fluid all over. But it's mixing in with the foam because it's a foam party, you see. And Michael, do you if you've been to foam parties, Michael? Michael? No, I've never been to a foam party. This is gross, Wardlow. Did just you know a... at a foam party you can bust off. day? No, <laughs> no one will know—not your mother, not your father, when... not your great aunt June. She won't know that you busted it on the nightclub foam party floor, and then Derek slipped. Derek slipped, and Derek is hurt. Oh, call the ambulance, but you can't find your phone because you have an iPhone seventy, and it's not waterproof. I don't know what that means,
0: Wardlow. I'm not into the Apple. The I don't have.
2: This a... has ruined the phone. I I've got to go. All right, I'm back. Oh. Uh,
4: Wardlow, he he left. Uh, oh. Should I do my Should I do my invocation?
0: No, I think we're okay. Yeah. I think we've had enough invocating for the evening. Wardlow okay. kind of really brought a really uh, strange end to this episode. I had so. a, I, like when I was using the restroom because I'm constipated. I don't know if I,
4: I brought that up before. <laughs> he
0: did. He told us. Yeah, but like, he gave us the. I had.
4: A, I was uh, thinking of a really good invocation, but I guess we'll. I'll save it for next week, maybe. It was really profound, but I'll
0: say. Yeah, I'll save it. I won't forget just, it. I, n- I never just forget anything. Save it. Low on time. Yeah. yeah yeah truman i'm 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 sorry that's not normally how it goes on the show it's not normally how we do it it's just every once in a while Wardlow pokes his fucking head up and you know and then and then what my co-host decides it's okay to go to the bathroom
4: i hadn't seen him i forgot how rambunctious he is i thought he could host with you while i I, again when you're constipated mike you i've read that (laughs) When you feel it coming on, you need to go do it. Oh,
2: Constance! Baby, do you see? He's very fast! (laughs) Is he over there? Oh! You wish you had your precious Michael here. I know you did.
1: But he's gone! You know what I've done with him? I've... BUSTED HIM OUT OF THE CLOSET! <laughs> AND IT'S JUST ME, WARDLOW, HERE NOW WITH YOU,
4: AND I am A SECOND INVOCATION! OH SHIT! OH SHIT! THIS, oh, no. is, this WARDLOW, THIS IS UNPRECEDENTED!
1: WE'RE TRACKING INVOCATIONS! I I'M WARDLOW! WRESTLING IS! A LAP AROUND THE POOL OF LIFE! in which there is a turd and everyone evacuates the pool except you because
0: you do not mind that someone has dropped a dookie in your pool because you know that chlorine kills all germs and because of your superior knowledge you are allowed to enjoy the pool while everyone else runs away afraid. Oh,
1: screaming, Mommy, Daddy, Mommy, Daddy, I'm so worried about all of the germs. And you, while alone in the pool, the public pool, it's and no pool. one is watching,
0: you bastard. Well, uh,
4: <laughs> so you uh, come in the pool? Dude! Uh, get...
0: Oh my fucking god! Um, I don't. I think I teleported somewhere. He mentioned that
4: you come. His invocation. He did a second one. If you can believe it. Yeah.
0: No, I don't. I don't. I was outside. I I was down this. I was at the fucking. I was at the Union Market. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Well, he
4: mentioned busting (laughs) in a pool, so it was kind of gross. There were birds also. Yeah.
0: Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, well, I we should cut that.
4: I mean. We'll see. It might make it in the edit. You knocked
0: a jacket down, too, in the...